Chapter Thirteen of Living with Our Children by Clara D. Pearson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Primogeniture. All good Americans are thankful that the law of primogeniture, exclusive inheritance by the firstborn, did not cross the ocean with our English ancestors although there is no denying that it settles once for all a great many things concerning which american relatives wrangle and on which our legal profession fattens quite legitimately many times the settlement by the law seemed most deplorable but it was a settlement in our nurseries where the family is happily larger than the proverbial american family of one the lack of some such established law in the matter of small privileges and responsibilities is unfortunate think how many times parents have to listen to a clamour of my turn first no mine i don't care i'm the girl and you know it ought to be ladies first how are such controversies to be fairly decided do these replies sound at all familiar to you let the baby have the first turn children he is so little that you ought to give up to him let alice take it first and be a little gentleman about it here freddie stop your howling this minute and mother will give you the first turn can you not see the squabble in progress and the scowls of dissatisfaction with which the rulings are received can you not hear the muttered comments while the lucky one is enjoying his coveted first turn ah baby always has his way well i don't think alice acted very much like a lady when she teased so you'll do anything for freddie when he makes a fuss the truth of the matter is that unless there is some well-established and respected rule for settling such controversies in a household they are forever recurring and the settlements are sure to be more or less unjust time is short the telephone bell is ringing or the parents nerves are on edge and so the one who protests the most loudly carries his point or an unconscious partiality sways the decision of one who truly intends to be just or the baby the dimpled darling of the household is awarded the privilege and so helped a little farther along towards that utter selfishness which so often characterizes the youngest members of the otherwise unselfish families perhaps this is the most common and the most unfortunate result of all the many possible unfortunate ones since woman once man's superior and now his equal has come into her own as a voter she is little by little relinquishing those charming attentions which were bestowed upon her as a matter of course in the days of old the girl-child of to-day will not be the petted and pampered woman of to-morrow and it is probably much better for her that she should not be there are reasons quite apart from the mere accident of sex why in emergencies like shipwreck the rule should continue to be women and children first 
there are graceful social customs which will abide but the time is fortunately past when an old and feeble man feels obligated to offer his seat in a crowded car to a robust young woman who is quite obviously not of the working class under these circumstances it is an open question whether it is expedient to perpetuate in the nursery unfailing deference to sex reverting to the custom of letting the baby have consideration because he is the youngest it may be enough to supplement what has been said with the passing remark that youth has already been deferred to quite enough in this country so that an occasional individual is found who longs for something akin to chinese respect for age and as for letting the one who is most assertive carry the day none of us believe in that even when we become accessory to it sometimes there is a weakling in the family one who has a permanent handicap of some sort if we could only be sure that such a one could all his life be guarded and indulged as we would guard and indulge him we might more safely grant him such special privileges but we cannot so the truest kindness is to teach him to take his turn with his fellows and let our yearning tenderness show itself in a few larger ways like the provision of a special room most suited to his needs or in the special education to develop some talent which will enable him to take and hold his place among men otherwise we might better let him become accustomed early to the give and take of ordinary life there are so many things that we should not do what shall we do there should be some way of linking up privilege and duty some system which should render impossible the putting of responsibilities and little burdens on the patient firstborn and handing the privileges over to the youngest so why not set up in our households a system of first turns for the oldest and let it be all first turns first turns for castor oil as well as for coasting it is a fair working out of the old theory of noblesse oblige and it forestalls many controversies also it gives a good working rule for the children when there is no grown person present to settle claims there is another reason why this is a good plan the eldest may be but six and hardly entitled to what we call the deference due to age and yet it is a beginning towards inculcating that deference when the little end of that problem has a bearing on his own small affairs if it is talked over with the children in a direct and clear fashion it will strike them as fair and there are no ideals set up which clash with the ideals of life outside the nursery which is most desirable respect for age and experience the combining of duties and privileges the having a law to rely on a nursery law but in accord with laws of life itself and the avoidance of controversies all these make it well worth our while to appropriate the good from the old customs which we still rejoice to have abrogated in our national life End of chapter thirteen